Welcome back to the Goal to Goal podcast, man. Episode six, week five of the NFL season coming right around. Yes, sir. This week, we're just going to recap our picks from last week. Another segment of Hot or Not, we're going to give our quarter season grades on a couple of teams and players, and then we're going to jump right into week five, our picks and predictions. Mm-hmm. We're going to start a terrible week for me on the picks. Yeah, not the best. Seven and nine, now 33 and 31 through the whole year. You went 12 and four, 39 and 25. So, slight advantage right now. It's nothing we can't make back the rest of the season, though. Just wait. You got to start making different picks than me, though, bro. That's the problem. Um, Pretty sure last week and definitely this week for sure, I made my picks first. So <sighs> I had half of them, bro. I couldn't decide. I had to do my analytics. Um, so <laughs> This isn't baseball. Just got to go off the gut feeling, man. <laughs> All right, bro. Well, clearly your gut's working so far. I mean, we're going to get right into the hotter knots. Let's start yeah. us off. How, how many do you have? I got I got three. All right. Um, you want to go first with me? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. So you'll read yours all? Yeah. All right, so go. first one, you know I got to incorporate uh, <clears throat> one of my teams. Teddy B can lead the Dolphins to a playoff berth. Um... Damn, that's a good one. I'm going to say that is a hot take for now. Um, I think the only team he led to the playoffs was the Vikings that, that one year when they um when they beat the – didn't they beat the Seahawks? When Blair – oh, no, they no, – no, they the, lost. Blair Walsh missed the yeah, kick off the upright. Yeah, like three kicks. Yeah, 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 yeah. So since then, I don't – he hasn't led a team to the playoffs. Last year, he was – was it last year when he was with the Panthers? He was like the main starter? Or was uh, that 2020? I know it was with the Panthers, check. and then he came in with the Saints a few times for Drew Brees. I just don't think I just the Dolphins, they have talent around him. They have probably the best receiving core. I just don't think that defense is playing good enough right now because I think it's you're gonna need a lot more from the defense and those um weapons to step up. The running game is okay, it's not that good. And leading, going into the playoffs, you're going to want it to lean into that. So, right now, we'll see how Teddy looks in this, um, you know, West Coast Shanahan, Mike McDaniel offense. But in that division, especially in the AFC, which I think is the better conference right now, I don't think I don't think Teddy Bridgewater will be able to lead him to that playoff victory. So, that's a hot take. I respect it. And... It was 2020 when he was with the Panthers. Yeah. Because to glove Teddy, he was in Denver last year. Okay, yeah, he was in Denver last year. Saints 18. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. And And they had one of the best I think it was 2015 with the Vikes. They played Mm -hmm. in 16 games. Yeah, it was the Saints, Panthers. 65 completion percentage. Yeah. Through 3,200. Clearly his best year. That was probably the year he tore his ACL, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. No, because didn't he play in that playoff game? I think he did. I think he tore it like the year after. Oh, 2017. Yeah, you're right. He played in one game. Yeah. Threw two passes towards ACL. So, yeah. I want to see Teddy bounce back. But you hit it right on the money. Um, One you might like. Team that played last night, too. NFC Championship game. 
be the 49ers Eagles? I'm going to say that is not a hot take. You know I'm high on the Eagles, 4-0, best team in football right now. And listen, if if the 49ers can just keep doing what they did last night, Jimmy G's shoulder, he said after the game is feeling a lot better. So hopefully, you know, it becomes healthier. He starts feeling better and just get the ball out as fast as possible and into Devo Samuel's hands as soon as possible. And I think the 49ers will be able to win away that division and probably make the NFC Championship. The only really other teams I'm worried about is the Buccaneers. We saw Tom Brady have the best game of his season so far. He had Mike Evans back healthy. Chris Godwin played, but, you know, it's his first game back. That defense just looked a little shaky against Mahomes, but we know how good that defense is. And then the Packers, we'll get to the Packers later on, but, I mean, they just went into overtime with the New England Patriots with Bailey Zappi, third-string rookie quarterback. So, especially in that division right now, Besides the Eagles, I feel like the NFC is wide open right now. And then, I mean, it is the start of the year. So, you know, something crazy could happen and the Eagles could, you know, fall down. But I don't really think that'll happen. So I think the Eagles versus 49ers right now would be like the best bet for the NFC championship. So I'm not going to say hot team. And no doubt. You, you said it perfect. Get the ball out of Jimmy's hands and into Debo. That's that's what out they of did. Hands. Yeah. Straight to Debo and turn around and. I don't know. Jimmy might got that good uh, play action handoff because he just <laughs> handed it off to Jeff Wilson and he found a hole. Yeah. Um, last one. Lamar Jackson won't be a Raven next year. I am going to say that is not a hot take as well. The Ravens are one of the teams I'll definitely touch up on in the next segment, but um, his entire career in Baltimore, the Ravens just really haven't done much to surround talent around Lamar Jackson to kind of help elevate him past, you know, just like round one in the playoffs. Like we saw what Lamar could do 2019. We saw how dynamic he can be as a passer and a runner. So we saw his peak, but he just doesn't have anyone around him. And this year, especially that defense is terrible. So they're not doing any help. And the receiver, the weapons he has on the outside, besides Mark Andrews, like, they're not really, you know, anything to write home about. Bateman's pretty, he's decent. He's a rookie. Well, this is his second year, but he was injured most last year. So it was like his official rookie season. And then Devin Duvernay, he's a nice weapon on the outside, but it's not like you want to compare it to, like, the Tua situation where Jalen Waddle was a major hit they drafted, and then they brought in Tyreek Hill, arguably the most dynamic player in the NFL. So... I just think Lamar is kind of fed up with that whole situation. And I don't know, with this with this Tua injury, man, it's just bringing more question marks in Miami. And this could be what Lamar is looking for to kind of just, you know, put his foot in the door and kind of entertain what happens. Because, I don't know, I feel like if the Dolphins, if Tua comes back and he's not playing to where he was before and this concussion kind of like lingers and there's like some serious repercussions to it, I feel like the Dolphins might want to, you know, just completely change and why not bring in Lamar Jackson, hometown hero? Yeah, I don't want to get into the Tua injury too much, but definitely the Dolphins, they fucked up with just the whole situation and whatnot. But, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time they try to uh, cast the guy away 
feel bad, but at the end of the day, it's, it's the it, NFL, it, man. It's, it's yeah, a cold, that, it's that a injury cold is hard, man. Now that, yeah. Because they, they came out. Everyone said it was his back. It was his back. It could have been a back injury. Like, I'm, I'm not a fucking doctor. Like, I'm not going to say what it is. And Facts. it's just super, super unfortunate that on a short week, the next game they play, he has damn near the same exact hit. But this time, it is clearly his head. So, even if he didn't have a concussion the first week, I just think it's super unfortunate that either it is, either it's a, like a chain reaction or like from that event, or it's just super, super unlucky and the both of the, Im- the injuries look really similar. Either way, you just don't want to see that. You know, it's, it's, it was tough watching that shit. And they kept playing it like over yeah, and over yeah, and over. Yeah. They were like Amazon Prime, bro. <laughs> like, like, we get it, bro. They He's finally fucked. get a game. They get the rights to Thursday nights, and that's what Amazon goes and does. And first off, apparently Amazon doesn't show any alcohol commercials. It's the NFL. They won't show alcohol commercials, but they show that to an injury like 20 <laughs> times. Uh, make it make sense, Amazon, oh, Jeff Bezos. But that was my last hot or not, man. You know yeah. it was on Twitch too, right? <laughs> was it? Yeah. Yes. What? Watch, for watch free? it on like, Twitch. Yeah. You got like the... The ads like Aiden Ross be running like them sixties. Like, well, whatever. no, it's like when it's a commercial, they just uh, play the ads, and then the, then the game's back on. It comes play, back. You get an ad. No, 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 no. It's like it was just on Twitch, but I guess if you're on the go, it's clutch. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get this started. Hot or not, the Packers are not as good as their record shows. Not a hot take. Um, the Packers are gonna find ways to win close games, and that's what they've done. Aaron Rodgers, obviously one of the best to ever do it. He's going to give you a fighting chance every time he steps on that field. But they just don't look explosive. We talked about Lamar not having weapons. I mean, look at Rodgers. He's probably never had a weapon. I mean, he had Devontae Adams, obviously made a great career. Jordy Nelson, you're naming two guys. This guy's played, what, a decade? Yeah. Uh, You got, you know, obviously... Two good backs above average, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Um, they just really haven't utilized them to be a running offense. They're, they're mm-hmm. built around Aaron Rodgers. And Alan Lazard's his most used target that he's ever had in his, like on this on team. On team, yeah. Yeah. Right like, the one he has the most chemistry with is mm-hmm. Alan Lazard. And last year, what was he, a third stringer? I think Joe Buck was talking, yeah, watch out for Randall Cobb. He's coming in his own. Um, they might have to watch out for Randall Cobb because he probably trusts him the most. But this 2014. Turn back the clock, Randall Cobb. I didn't need, but, I mean, they find ways to win close games. You can't knock them. It's a tough mm-hmm. league. You find ways to win those close games. Unlike my team, one of my, the Browns, who find ways to lose close games. You could be yeah. sitting four and zero and lose a couple and be fine and in the playoffs you just got to win one at a time. Mm-hmm. All right, this one I know you're not gonna like, but just hit me with it. <laughs> Zach Wilson will lead the Jets to second place in the AFC East. Uh, yeah, that's a hot take, and you're drunk. Um, not even biased in any type of way. What what makes you think that? Do you believe that's uh, not a hot take? I, mm, I, I just think we're going to have to see. After this week, I think it'll be you know, a lot more 
set in stone. Yeah. But he looked he looked good in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, against the Steelers, and he played against Kenny Pickett and Trubisky, who got benched. I mean, he caught a touchdown. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that was that bro. Someone whoever was announcing that game, they said it reminded them uh, when Kenny Pickett came in of that Baker Mayfield game against the Jets. Well, the Jets used that Baker Mayfield play way back when he played in his first game. They did that little mm-hmm. Philly Philly special or whatever. Baker caught the two-point conversion, started, you know, everything. But th- there's just no way. I mean, even if it's two-glove Teddy commanding the Dolphins. Yeah. They have a better roster. Their defense needs to start playing a little bit better than they have. If the Dolphins somehow fall below the Jets, something's wrong. It's just something's wrong. They haven't played them yet, so we'll see. But Zach Wilson did look pretty good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. They definitely could finish third, but I, I still don't know about the Patriots. They, they they look decent one week. They look like a bottom-tier team the next. You got Bailey Zapp somehow sending it to overtime. It It's all over the place in the AFC Yeah, East. I think... On a side note, I think that game just showed how overrated Mac Jones is. Like, it, he's clearly just a system quarterback. Like, like I, Bill Belichick's going to find a way to win. It doesn't matter who's that quarterback. But you're right. I mean, I never was a believer in Mac Jones. I feel like he all like, coming out of that draft, he had, like, the safest floor. Like, yeah. you knew Utah, he was yeah. going to be. Yeah, but he wasn't going to, like, win you any games or blow you away. I, I feel, feel like in that system, you can put any quarterback in that, like, that caliber and win some games. Play action under the center, hand the ball off, like what, two receiver sets? Like, come <laughs> yeah. on. All right, and then the last one I have is Kenny Pickett and the Steelers can win the AFC North. That's a hot take. Um, it's a hot take. One, even if the Ravens, you know, they've looked a little shaky to this point. Uh. If Kenny Pickett leads the Steelers to an AFC North championship, everyone in the North should be looking in the mirror. The Bengals, even the Browns, um, and the Ravens, they all need to look at themselves in the mirror and how small hand Pickett led them to a division title. What's their record right now? They, I think they're one or two wins. They lost no, last week, didn't they? Yeah, they so lost to the they're, Jets, they're so at the yeah. bottom. Yeah, they're two and two. I think they have one or, win. Yeah, one and one and three. They beat the Bengals because the the Ravens are two and two. Yeah, Browns are two and two. Bengals are two and two. Yeah, yeah, they're all tied. The Steelers might come in last, but with the way everyone in that North Division is playing, it is up for grabs. Kenny Pickett. Let me say, everyone was clowning him for that first uh, interception he threw. I don't think it was that bad. He took a deep shot on Claypool. Uh, he didn't come up with it. Yeah, he he. I ball saw tipped that play. in the he, air. Yeah. He had a he chance. Didn't, he didn't attack the ball well. No. in the air. But I mean, it wasn't his he, fault. He yeah. gave a, he gave his receiver a chance. Ball tips up yeah. in the air. You know, Clay, when the ball Clay hangs Paul, in the Clay air. Claypool makes those catches. He he's yeah exactly. You're, you're giving it to your big receiver. It's a jump ball opportunity, and they took a shot. But I can tell you who he was looking for. Pick it to pick ins. That connection. <laughs> All right. Yeah, bro. He's trying to be NFL white boy. But <laughs> listen, that could that could be the next big Ben and AB man. You never know. Najee's like L Bell. All right, Killer B's two point You can't say Najee's like L Bell right now because I don't know if it's the Steelers 
O-line, just what they're scheming, but Najee can't get anything going in that right now at all. It's unfortunate because he's a great talent. No, I just don't. He, that he O-line is. is just so part. It is. I think it's just not a good. And no one's fit right no one's now. worried about the passing game scaring them either. Like stack eight in the box. Exactly. Like Najee's really the only immediate threat on that offense. Like they have weapons on the outside, but if you can't get it to them, you're not really too worried. They might have a better chance with Pickett at QB. I think they will. I mean, yeah, Trubisky. Listen, TJ Watt comes back. Kenny Pickett gets his feet underneath him. That connection with Pickett, he starts looking at Deontay Johnson. Pat Fryermuth, Claypool, they have weapons. Najee in the backfield. They couldn't make noise. Like once that defense tightens up, we saw in week one the defense literally won them the game. So I think if you put in Pickett with higher upside, I, I, Trubisky, I still think it's it a hot take. Listen. I mean, they could. The way the North is shaking up, is yeah, someone yeah. someone has to take control of that. Mm-hmm. And right now, I want to say it's the Ravens, but. They find a way. Yeah. Right now, I would say the Bengals. That Ravens defense is just. I don't know. That Thursday night game is different if if two is in the game or even if Teddy had a full week to prepare as a starter, I think. He just wasn't on the same page with any of his receivers, which you can't blame him. No. Is that your last one or you got another? That was, yeah. I just had those three. All right. So F finishes up hot or not. Um, moving on to grades. You want to go first on your grades? Mm, all right. Yeah. No, you go. You go first. All right. Well, best overall, you're going to love this one. I got the Eagles with an A. Keep in mind. In mind or you using... go, like, you'll go and then I'll do my, like, right. I'll do my best. Yeah, go. Um, Eagles with an A, nine A plus. They're little, I mean, you can't get better than four and O, but. They're looking sometimes like they can't close them out, but they've closed them out. They've held on to tight games. Uh, just a little inconsistent. Rough start against the Jags, down 14. Um, but they found a way, battled, won a game. Clearly, right now, the best team. I'm going to give them an A. Front to back, I mean, they won the game on the ground this week. We've watched Hurts air it out. You finally watched Miles Sanders get the ground game going, look like Penn State. Uh, they were looking pretty good. Pass rush was getting active. Yeah, so my my first good team was the Eagles as well. Um, they're the most complete team in football right now. Hurts is taking that big next step, which I think was majorly important, and something you touched on, which I think was one of the big things why I believe we are the best team right now is we've won games every single way this year, and last week was like the cherry on top. We saw in week one against the Lions, Hurts go out in the shootout, carry the team, put up a bunch of points through the air and the ground, and, you know, kind of look like that quarterback that we wanted to see. Can he make all the throws? And in that game, he made all the throws. Against the Vikings, we saw the defense really step up and shut them out in the, I think it was the um, first half. They only had like three points or something like that, but we shut down Justin Jefferson the defense really looked good. The secondary played really big. Darius, that's when Darius Slay made Jay Jets his son. The D-line got going out there at last game. And then this last game against the, who, um, who do we play last week? Oh, Jags. Yeah, 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 the Jags. That's cause it was raining, yeah. Yeah, we got the running game going. Miles Sanders with a career day. 
Kenny Gainwell even got in the touchdown, and Trey Sermon even got some touches on the ground as well. And then that D-line really, really, really stepped up. And that was what I was kind of worried about in the beginning. I was like, the secondary looks good, the offense looks good, but can those big names step up on the defense? And they have pretty much everybody we brought in. James Bradbury had a nice pick on Sunday against the Jags. Um, Hassan Reddick, he had two strip sacks. Those are really big. And the game-sealing strip sack as well against Trevor Lawrence. And the Eagles have yet to trail in the second half. So... Going into the second half, we've been up and we've been able to keep those leads. So, I mean, right now, the only thing, like, the only question mark the Eagles have is can they come back and win? But so far, they have not need to do that. And if you don't need to come back and win, then I'm not really too worried because you're the better team. I will say late in the season against more experience, going down 14 nothing will hurt. They found a way to battle it against the Jags and did it a great job but later well, down the stretch that might that, that's that might yeah you're nitpicking going down 14-0 on the you first quarter you gotta nitpick a team that's 4-0 what, what are you gonna say like, to anybody in the first 17-0 quarter, like, like come on I'm not saying 17-0 like I think uh, you we, wanna say it no no no, no. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll lose a game but going down 14-0 in the first quarter like I understand like yeah but it, it's not like you're going down 14 points like in the fourth quarter. Like you have the entire game to make it up. And I think the Eagles showed that against adversity down 14-0. Although they did have the time. They played. They did their job. And that first <laughs> the first interception Jalen Hurst threw on the first drive was a pick six. I mean, it was raining. The ball looked like it sailed a little bit over the receiver's head and it got, got tipped up. And then um, A.J. Brown, with the minimal effort on the interception return, just made a business decision not to tackle the guy, which, I mean, it's whatever. He's not a fucking defensive player, but you would like to see him give some heart. But it's all right. He's A.J. Brown. He gets the pass. I mean, there's really, like, we went down 14-0 kind of in a weird way, so I wasn't really too worried. It's not like the Jaguars dominated us in those 14 points. So I think I think the Eagles would be good. And the Jaguars aren't, like, a throwaway team. Bro. That's, like, a good opponent. The Jaguars are going to win games. I think they'll win that division this year. Well, speaking of most surprising, I got two teams. First off, the Jags. I gave them a B. Um, I didn't expect them there. You had high hopes for them coming into the season, and I did not. But they've played some good football Trevor Lawrence has looked better. Your boy Doug Peterson over there doing his thing in Jacksonville. Shout out Dougie P, man. Thanks uh, for giving us the win. <laughs> uh, they just played good football between T-Law finding his weapons. Christian Kirk, he got the bag. He's been looking pretty good over there. Mm-hmm. Um, James Robinson coming off the injury looking just like he was before it, if not sometimes better. Uh, I got the Jags with the B and then. A team that we both hated on coming on <laughs> into the year. Uh, Seattle, I gave them a B-. Mm-hmm. We called the 12th man maybe the best player on their team. <laughs> yeah, that's and not looking like that's the case. That's a freezing cold take. Go ahead. Put that on Twitter. Uh, it, it's insane. The fact that the Seahawks and Geno Smith, Geno Smith led Seahawks. They're out here putting in work. They've looked good. They've, I think they're what five hundred right now. Yep, two and two. Everyone I mean, in that division is two and two. Exactly. They got a chance to be the champions in that division, and I got them at a B minus. Yeah. So, um, 
the other two teams I'm I have here, one which I'm surprised you didn't mention is I got the Dolphins. Well, they, they didn't surprise me at all, but so you thought they would be three and one atop of their division last week above the Bills? Like you thought, like that was I would have said they might have beat like the Bengals and lost. You to thought the Bills. they would beat the Ravens and the Bills? Man, I got high hopes in my. No, team. you didn't, bro. Well, I I didn't think that would happen, but they have two big comeback wins against the Bills and Ravens, which going into the season we thought were solid, and I think they still can be solid AFC opponents who they're competing for Super Bowls. They're trying to win now, so those are two really big wins. Two really big wins, and Mike McDaniel he has two of playing to his strengths. I think that offense is looking really good doing a great job of getting the ball into the hands of those two speedy playmakers on the outside. And we saw what that offense is capable of. Although it was against the Ravens, they put up, what, like 21 points in the fourth quarter, something crazy like that. So we saw, like, the boom potential against the Ravens there. And then the other, t- the two teams I'm kind of was surprised by, but on the bad side was the Raiders is one. We all, going into the season, we both thought that AFC West would be like a really super competitive division and all those teams would be able to win games. But, I mean, right now the Raiders kind of look like they might be picking in the top 10. Like, Josh McDaniels, first year head coach. During his career, he's 12-20 and as a head coach. So that 10 years looking kind of shaky, especially coming off a season where they just fired their interim head coach that took them to the playoffs with everything going on in that season. You know, they had the John Gruden, the Henry Ruggs, the Damon Arnett. Like, it was just, everything was just crazy in that on that team last year. And they still made it to the playoffs. Derek Carr really doesn't seem to be on page with the entire offense. He's getting Devontae Adams involved. Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, they're all having good games. But, I mean, every single game... They lost was within one score, so it's just kind of that's just telling me that it's coaching. These guys aren't really able to finish games that they're right there that they have the opportunity to win. So I think they they need to clean some things up over there in in Vegas. And then the Ravens, we touched on the Ravens, and for me, the, the biggest concern for them is their defense. Right now, it's pretty much Lamar Jackson or nothing, and they're gonna go as far as he goes. And last week. We saw against the Bills, if Lamar doesn't have that good of a game, they're not going to win. Now, Lamar did that interception he threw in the end zone in the fourth quarter. It was a horrible pick. That was like literally the worst possible thing that could happen. Because it was fourth down and everyone was like, oh, why don't you kick the field goal? Why don't you kick the field goal? Well, one, when you have the worst passing defense in the league going up against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, who are the best passing passing offense in the league, you don't really like those chances. And it was also on the goal line. It was like on the two-yard line. So if you don't get it, the ball falls down. They're backed up against their end zone. They have to drive the entire field. Lamar throws a pick in the end zone. So that way they get at the 20-yard line instead of the two-yard line, which makes a really big defense. Um, the defense is the third worst passing defense. The defense is third worst overall and the worst passing defense. They're allowing 315 passing yards a game. Two blown second half leads is really concerning and kind of like we touched on earlier, man. Just Lamar, it's Lamar, and then what else? So that's that's 
I thought the the Ravens would be a really competitive team right now, but if they don't figure it out on defense, I don't I don't think they could possibly miss the playoffs if they don't get their defense right because especially down the stretch like you said with injuries with everything else teams picking up momentum teams meshing together finding chemistry later on during the year if this defense is still playing like this it's just only going to get worse and Lamar I can see him like the worst case scenario Lamar just like checks out like he just stops trying because he's just going to wait to get paid next year uh, it would be the Florida thing to do. Um, <laughs> I got one more team. Most disappointing. Yeah. I couldn't decide on the grade. It was either between a C or a C plus. Yeah, I didn't even do grades. I just did like. Yeah, but I got the Broncos because. The bro- yeah. That, I was going to put them in there, but I, I wanted to go with the Raiders because I thought I, you were going to do them. Yeah. I mean, it was the obvious choice. Come on at this point. Um. You saw, like, Russell Wilson, like, deleted and cleared everything off his Instagram or something. Do you blame him? Uh, uh, I don't know. Russell Wilson, they kind of didn't like him in Seattle in the locker room. Won him a Super Bowl. Now he comes into a new team and really hasn't done anything that has been special at all. I mean, nothing. it's almost been like the Broncos still have... Teddy there. I mean, they might as well. He's cheaper Russell Wilson at this point. 250 M's. Uh, go out and get some weapons. You got Jerry Judy looking like a scrub. Cortland Sutton. Not a I'm, decent game last week. Yeah, but Jerry Judy. Coming out of Alabama, Jerry Judy was supposed to be just like, you know, Jalen Waddle is. Devontae Smith. You got all these guys. Wide receiver yeah. you. Um, and it's, just, it's, it's not looking like that right now. And then the Broncos, they've played poorly. Terrible coaching decisions as well. Hasn't helped them. Yeah, I think that's the main thing. Just their coaching. The thing hack it has just it it's been shaky over there. Javante Williams tears his ACL and it's not gonna help at all. Melvin Gordon can't hold on to the football. Yeah, he coughs it up every time. Um they better go make like a a free agent pickup like this is Madden because they need some help. Yeah, the only thing bright on that team is their defense and Pat Sertain. Pat Sertain is locking it up. No doubt. That's why. Although Devontae Adams did eat against him. This Thursday night matchup, that's why, you know, he's probably going to be on Pittman all game. Uh, We'll we'll get into that. Um, And grading quickly players, I'm going to just do both mine at the same time. It's actually technically three. First off, Nick Chubb, absolute dog. Has been one of the best and most consistent running backs in the NFL. Looking like the best in the league right now. Um, he's just behind Saquon Barkley and rushing. It, it's looking like the and NFL that's should backfield too. Yeah, it's and Saquon's getting them all in exactly. New York. Exactly. Like, Imagine if Nick Chubb was getting Saquon like he has five volume. touchdowns. I think like Hunt has like three or something. Mm-hmm. He's got he's averaging five point seven yards a carry. Insane. Five touchdowns. Um. Just 36 yard long. I want to see his yards after contact, but it is what it is. Nick I Chubb. I think he has the most broken tackles this league as well. In yeah. the in the um, I know he has season as well. The most broken tackles I think since he's came into the league mm-hmm. too. But um, I got Nick Chubb a plus. Hasn't fumbled the ball. Sometimes there'll be a couple of games where he just loses the rock. But and the guy he just comes up. Or comes into work straight business. 
they said you know it's not like he wears any arm sleeves leg sleeves no nut he just goes in there no gloves it, it don't matter bro that Nick buzz ass helmet too <laughs> yeah i'm gonna wear that shit no nah, literally his drip is atrocious but why do you care when he's on the field running people over stiff arming mika fitzpatrick twice a year uh you can't argue with that and then next <laughs> i got a duo between Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. I'm gonna give him an A, not an A plus. Um, Waddle needs to clean up a couple of drops. That's about it. That's the only reason they didn't get the plus for me. Mm-hmm. But I saw a stat they got more receiving yards than I think 15 teams combined receiving court. Yeah, more touchdowns than like 12 of them. Something ridiculous. Those two guys we already knew when you paired them up they were gonna be special. They they just continue the ball. No one can guard them. They get an A for me. All right. So I only did two players, and I just did two quarterbacks because that's like, you know, the, the big, quarterback like, league. The most important position. It is a quarterback league right now, although I do think it's moving towards the receivers. So I like that great pick. But the surprising one for me, you kind of touched on him earlier with the team, is I think it's Geno Smith. Right now, Geno Smith is playing as a top 10 quarterback, he's 10th in passing yards. First in completion percentage, he has his third highest passer rating, and it'll go up this week. He'll be number two, or he could go to one because t- right now two is at number two, but he's not going to play, so that's going to drop. And he has the Seahawks at a competitive two and two at a division in a division where anything can happen. Like you kind of said, everyone in that division is two and two. So, I mean, there is a world where if the Seahawks keep playing like this, Geno continues to play at this high level where – they can win that division. And we just saw last week against the Lions, you know, although it was a shootout, he threw for 320 and two touchdowns, and he also had one rushing. So, I mean, I don't think any – if you would have gone – if you would ask anybody, anyone, if Geno Smith would be a top-10 quarterback within the first four games of the NFL, I don't think anyone would have said he would. So, that is by, he's by far the most surprising player to me. I, I agree with that. That was a great take right there, bro. And – for me, the most disappointing, although I was not high on this player or this team going into the season, I just really think Matt Stafford should should be playing a lot better than what he really is right now. The offense just doesn't look as good as it did last year. I think he, that O-line is really struggling, and you're starting to see him really miss Andrew Whitworth, who was like 50 years old and one of the best left tackles in the league. Stafford right now leads the league in interceptions with six, and he's been sacked the second most times at 16. And outside of Cooper Cup, who is he throwing the ball to? He doesn't spread the ball around at all. I know he got Tyler Higby got involved a lot more last game, but I mean, other than that, he's really not utilizing any of his weapons. And that offense just kind of seems like it's if Cooper Cup's not open, then there's nothing else they can do. I got a question for you. Do you think Allen Robinson's washed? Because, I, I mean, know. last year he was throwing to Odell perfectly fine. Didn't have a problem. He was. And I think, I don't know if I would say he's fully washed. But, I mean, at this point, within four games, I think it's somewhere in the middle towards he's not getting enough targets and he's on the decline. Because we're not seeing the target volume, you know. Like, if Stafford's looking his way and Allen just isn't open or he's dropping the ball or he can't separate 
then yeah, you'd say he's completely washed, but he's not really getting the opportunities. Now, could that be because he's getting strapped up and he's just not open all the time? I kind of find that hard to believe in a Sean McVay coached offense. Like as much as Cooper Cup is getting open, I'm sure Allen Robinson is getting open somewhat. So I, I just think it's it's just not right now, it's just not a good mix. It's not clicking well. And I will say last year this same scenario happened with Robert Woods, where Robert Woods was not getting involved at all. Sean McVay came out, he said, We need to do better, we need to make it a point to get Robert Woods involved. And then for those few games he was healthy before he tore his ACL, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods were both feasting. They were both really, really eating. So Hopefully we see something like that happen with Allen Robinson because I feel, I still think he, I think he's good enough to contribute as a wide receiver too in the NFL. It's not like we're asking him to go out there and be the main guy, beat number one corners every single play. No, Cooper Cup is doing that perfectly fine. So I do think Allen Robinson is capable to go out, beat number two corners, be, beat the nickel corner in the slot. I think he still has it to get it done. I just think this offense isn't really clicking. And I think this O-line is really affecting Matt Stafford because after his first read, which is Cooper Cup 95% of the time, he just really doesn't have time to progress to look through his other reads. So, And when he does have time in the pocket, I think that's getting to him. No doubt. That concludes our grades. Moving on, week five, Thursday night. Um... I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I'm just going to be blunt. Flip a coin for me. Yeah, this um, is... I picked the Broncos. Just, just flip a coin. What what Indianapolis are we getting? Uh, can Russell Wilson be good enough to get the win? Uh, talked about Sertain versus Pittman. That's probably the only thing I really want to watch in this game. That'll be a good matchup. Um, Matt Ryan, first game, fed Pittman. He ate. Second game, he, he was out. Third game. Yeah. Second game he played, did decent last week, was really non-existent in the offense. I don't know whether it's the Matt Ryan, the scheme, I think Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, Taylor questionable. Didn't really help. Yeah. One thing I didn't do, Naheem Hines, I'm pretty sure Thursday nights when the starting running backs out, Naheem Hines goes for a big day. So if he goes crazy, that's going to be the reason the Colts win. It's going to be Taylor's out, Naheem Hines, dual threat, He's one of the better pass-catching backs in the league. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't get a workload. I mean, he's behind Jonathan Taylor. Hines can eat. He's done it before. And I'm pretty sure it was a Thursday night matchup a few years ago where this man just absolutely went off. Yeah. I think that's a possibility, but I just think this Broncos defense is clicking at all levels, and they're really playing elite at home. The Colts not really – that much of a threat opponent wise i think you know their defense will make some big plays give the offense the ball in plus territories and i think i still think that broncos offense is although you know we all have our questions about the offense and the coaching i think they're still good enough to capitalize in those plus territories so i think i don't think this will be a high scoring game at all i think it'll be pretty much like a low scoring close contest the whole way but I think that Broncos defense right now is just too late, too elite, playing at too much of a good level. With Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor being questionable on a short week, even if he does play, is he 100%? I think all those things will factor. 
And the Colts O-line isn't really looking too good right now because I'm pretty sure Matt Ryan is also up there in time sagged. I think he's been sagged, I want to say, around the same time as Stafford. So Bradley Chubb. Stafford's got a little bit more mobility than Matt Ryan. Yeah, Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory, I think they'll get home a few times. I I just think this defense will overwhelm the Colts offense. And I think the um, Denver Broncos at home get it done. And I, I think it was last year. Um, I know he had two touchdowns in a primetime game. Not really sure, but moving on. Giants on the road. It's in a London game. Oh, yeah. Still technically on the road. Yeah. Another 9 o'clock start time. <laughs> that I'll probably wake up past the first quarter. Yeah, I won't even watch Um, it. Probably playing football instead. Uh, Giants-Packers. I got the pack. I mean, we talked about how not really buying into him, playing the Giants at the end of the day. Rashawn Gary, yeah. he's feasting on that D line. He's having a really good season. He's gonna get that bag. Mm-hmm. Giants O line abysmal at best. Yeah, outside um, of Andrew Thomas, it's all it's shaky. They're gonna be Daniel Jones or whoever's quarterbacking Tyrod Taylor. Um, I don't know who else, but. Either way, Daniel Jones, he's going to be running for his life, and he's going to be throwing up prayers. Uh, I think, was it, Zach Wilson has more uh, touchdowns in New York than Kenny Galladay? <laughs> Just to throw that stat out for Giants fans. <laughs> I did see that, yes. I got I got the pack. Even in London, Rodgers, no sleep, Papa Perk, get to work. Yeah, I also think the Packers Packers should handle this game. I think this can be a very similar game to what we saw with the Patriots, where it's kind of a close game. It's kind of in limbo. We don't really know which way it goes, and I think Rodgers pulls you know another trick out of his hat, finds just finds a ways to win at the end of the game. Another interesting matchup to look at in this game is Saquon Barkley against this defense. This Packers defense hasn't really been the best against the run this year. We saw against the Bears. David Montgomery ran all over him. The Bucks ran over him a little bit. So this this Packers defense can give up some yards on the ground. And right now, Saquon Barkley is the league leader in rushing yards. He's looked really good coming back healthy. So I think on the ground, the Giants make some noise, make it a competitive game. But I think the Packers pull it out late, and Aaron Rodgers gets it done across the pond. No doubt. Moving on. Um Uh, Lions, Patriots, Lions on the road in Foxborough. I picked the Pats, but I really want to pick the Lions, but the Lions have been failing me. They have. Mm, I'm going to stick with the Pats. I got it on there. I'm going to stick, stick with what my gut said initially. Mac Jones might not play. Give me Bailey Zappi, bro. I, I don't care. The Lions defense is horrendous. Um, Swift's still questionable. We'll see. Um, DJ Chark, I think he's questionable. Is Amon Ra, is Amon Ra coming back? Amon, yeah. I think he, he was out last week as well. He was, he was out last week. No doubt. I don't know if he's coming back or not though. Yeah. If he does, that's obviously game changer. Mm. Bill Belichick at home. Just, I, I don't, I don't see... Maybe Damian Harris, Stevenson type day. 
against the Lions. Yeah. I, the Lions, this is like a really polarizing game. Because the Lions have like the number one net offense in the league right now. And they have like the 32 defense. So they're literally the best offense and literally the worst defense. And when it comes to the Patriots... I mean, defensively, they're de- they're okay. They're like middle of the pack. They're solid. You know, Bill Belichick, coach defense, is always going to be formidable. But that offense with Bailey Zapp is what scares me. I think this will be a shootout because both team defenses are kind of, you know, shaky. And although Belichick wants to take away what you do best in the Lions, that's scoring points, moving the ball on offense, I just think that Patriots offense won't be able to keep up with that Lions offense and – I think the Lions figure out a way to get it done in Foxborough. I think Jared Goff has a statement game. This is his like revenge game, you know, because last time when um he lost in the Super Bowl, is that what you're <laughs> yeah. talking about? When he lost in the Super Bowl to the Patriors, we you saw mean, what happened. You mean when it was the exact opposite of a shootout? It was like three field goals, and they, did they even score a touchdown in that Super Bowl? Mm. That 2018 Super Bowl, man, that was one forgetful Super Bowl. Yeah, I know he missed. Um, was it Brandon Cooks for that one big palm? That one that big blur. bomb. Yeah. Well, it's probably a good thing he didn't catch it. You know, Brandon Cooks gets rocked in big games. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I just feel, I feel like the Lions will put up a lot of points in this game, and I, I think they get it done. Although, if the Patriots win, if they make it tough on my defense, I can completely, I can totally see that happening, but. I just think that offense is clicking right now. TJ Hawkinson coming off a career game. The offensive line is blocking really nice up front for either running back, Jamal Williams or DeAndre Swift. I mean, plug either one in, and they're both going to put up a lot of rushing yards and be productive on the ground. So I think, you know, another week, hopefully you get one or two of those pieces back. DJ Tark, Amin Ra, Swift, another week for them to get healthy. I just I think the Lions can get it done in Foxborough. Next up, we got the Chargers on the road in Cleveland at First Energy Stadium. Just give me the Chargers, the Browns. The find ways to blow games in the fourth quarter and leads. And it comes down to Jacoby Brissett game-winning drives. And he does a couple good passes, looking good, takes a sack. And then you're like, all right, they go to hurry up. Then, boom, he's in the pocket, watching him, watching him. Oh, pick, game over. Um you're not going to win games when you're relying on a quarterback that you have as your backup, essentially, to go out and march down the field game-winning drives. He's done it once. They've asked him to do it three times now. They're 2-2. Two and two. But how do you blow a lead to the Falcons? They were running the ball down Cleveland's throat. Told you. Right up the middle, and Cordero Patterson was out. Um, Once again, I'm going to say it. I've been a firm believer. Fire Joe Woods. Um, communication on the back end has not gotten any better. Wide open plays just going through the roof. I watched a play where Greedy's pointing out a uh, defender crossing around the middle of the field. He went 20 in, in, in route, basically. Yeah. One guy went up. Both the corner, I forget, it was probably Denzel, went up. And then John Johnson, who was playing in the middle, Went over the top, and no one picked up the receiver crossing the middle of the field. Uh, mistakes like that, they happen every week for Cleveland. If L.A. loses, they suck. 
Yeah, I, I like the Chargers in this one as well. Right now, Justin Herbert's leading the league in passing yards, and even with that, you know, fractured rib, he's still slinging the ball around. Against this Bronco, uh, the Browns secondary, I think it's going to be questionable. It's going to be tough for them to kind of, you know, get a stop. I think it could be a competitive game. Browns at home, they'll make some noise. The Chargers, you know, run game is all, the run defense also isn't as well. So I think you know Nick Chubb, he'll have another pretty productive day. But I just think Justin Herbert leading the league in passing, looking really good right now. They finally got Austin Eckler involved last week. He had three touchdowns finally. on the ground, kind of made up for those first few weeks. So continue to get him involved. Hopefully, Keenan Allen can come back. He's missed the last two weeks. He looked really, really good week one before going out. So, I just think this Chargers offense is – it'll be too much for, to handle for the Browns defense. And also, the Chargers defense should be able to contain a Browns-led Jacoby Brissett offense. Moving on. Houston in Jacksonville against the Jags. Um, at the beginning of the season, I would have told you these two teams were the same. I got the Jags. They played a good game against the Eagles. Texans haven't looked atrociously bad. They just don't have any wow factors. Damian Pierce starting yeah. to look nice. Yeah, he had a night. He had a big run last week. He's two weeks in a row. He's looked pretty solid at that RB one spot. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's going to be enough. Davis Mills doesn't really wow you. The defense um, isn't that good. We talked about. Who was it on their D-line that was up there in the sack leaders last week? Um, oh, Jerry Hughes? Yeah, Jerry Hughes. Hughes. Um, even if he does get pressure on T-Law, the turnovers won't be as much as it was against Philly. The weather is no. going to be way better in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Um, he limits those. if Yeah, he can afford one, but not as many as he did against the Eagles. I, I got the Jags at home. They need a bounce back win. They're looking like decent contenders in the South. Yeah, pretty, pretty. you just pretty much hit it on the head right there. I think the Jags are the much better team right now. Although they lost last week against the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles are a really good team. And the weather played a big factor in that game. It'll be back in uh, Jacksonville. Hopefully the weather, I don't think it should be raining like that again this week. So those, I think, what, four or five turnovers or fumbles that Trevor Lawrence had that game. I think it'll be an anomaly. He won't put. He won't turn the ball over that much this game, and unfortunately, the Texans fall to zero four and one. They don't have a win. Nope, it's high with the Colts. Week one. You're right. Um, Falcons, Bucks, and Tampa Bay. The Bucks should win this one. I mean, you're playing the Falcons. Falcons somehow found a way to beat the Browns. But Tom Brady's not Jacoby Brissett. That's why he was his backup in New England, third stringer. <laughs> um, the Bucks are going to get it done. And you talked about it earlier. Tom Brady, Mike Evans is looking like the real deal. Yeah. Uh, once again, Tom Brady, I guess he just needed three weeks to warm up. You know, because so. he didn't have the full offseason because he thought he was retired. Um, mm-hmm. But he missed time, too, with the personal reasons and shit. Yeah, yeah. well, he, he has a little more personal reasons this week. Apparently, he got a diver, divorce lawyer. Uh, oh, no, Giselle. Yeah, they <laughs> both funny. got some divorce, divorce lawyers uh, I involved. I saw that just, just before we did this. Yeah, so they're going through with it. Not happy. TB12's back in action. Yeah, um, 
what you pretty much said. I think this Bucks team should beat this Falcons team. The Bucks finally got it going on offense last, last week, which is what you want to see. Their defense, since Brady has been there, has been consistently been one of the best in the league. And that game last week against the Chiefs was an anomaly for them. So I think their defense will get back on track against the Falcons. This will be a good team to, you know, kind of clean up the mistakes against. And if Brady keeps producing at this level, you know, hopefully he uses this um, divorce news as motivation. I was and, say, yeah, chip on his shoulder. <laughs> yes, something like a fire under his ass and get him going, you know. But I think the Falcons are, I mean, they beat the Browns. They'll be competitive in a few games. But I think the Bucks pretty much handle this one easily at home. Next up, Pitts, Pittsburgh in Buffalo against the Bills. I mean, any team that travels over in the Bills Mafia, uh, they're in for a, a rude awakening with their fans. It's not going to be, you know, it's not December yet. <laughs> Jumping through tables and shit. Oh, yeah, I mean, that happens. doesn't matter what week Bills it is. Bills Mafia. They sell folding white tables just like this at the store. <laughs> it must be split in half. I got the Bills. Um, this should be a good game for Josh Allen and offense. Maybe the run game get involved a little bit because you are playing the Steelers. You might not have to shoot out with them. Maybe get Singletary involved, little James Cook, Zach Moss. You're I don't think your it head. happens, bro. Yeah, because the Bills don't run the ball. I, I would like to see them do it just to kind of. Yeah, I just don't think it'll happen this week. Yeah, I mean, it, at some point they're going to need to learn how to run the football. Otherwise, just Josh not going to win. Yeah, not going to win football games come January. If, yeah, I I think this Bills game against the Steelers, I think the Bills at home, it'll I think this will be a comfortable victory. But that's kind of like my only real one concern with the Bills is they just don't run the ball. If it's not Josh Allen, they just are not productive at all on the ground. And you don't want your star franchise quarterback running that much. I know he's a big guy. He can take the hits. But, I mean, it's the fucking NFL. Like, how many hits can you take? You've like, been, you been watching Coach JB? <laughs> no, I mean I've seen the videos, yes, but I mean this is just simple. This is <laughs> like that. this is like that's just common sense. You know, we've seen it happen to every single running quarterback in their career. There's not there hasn't been one quarterback that has been able to withstand, you know, the beating of the NFL. So hopefully they can figure something out. But I don't think they will need to this week against the Steelers. No TJ Watt. That defense is looking and now, I mean, T.J. Watt is a huge, huge factor and against this high-powered Bills offense. I think Josh Allen will throw the ball, like, fucking 60 times, <laughs> 300 yards, and Diggs will have, like, two touchdowns. They'll, they'll beat the Steelers. Regular Bills game. Yeah. Moving on, Miami in New York against the Jets. J-E-T-S. No, I got the Dolphins. Two glove Teddy. Uh, Mike White, I don't care. Um, <laughs> give me the Dolphins by a million. Um, this is a game the Dolphins, even with Teddy, in all seriousness, should win. Um, if they do want to be competitors, if the Jets win, then maybe your take of them coming in second might just be right. But the defense needs to step up and make some plays. Week one, they made a lot of plays for their offense, got it done. Um, struggled. Brandon Jones been a little shaky. Javon Holland, I wanted to give him a grade today. He, he's a dog. I just no, all over the field. Javon, yeah, he's making he's a dog. plays. Um, 
he's been great. The DNs have been solid. They were a little slow last week. Uh, I just got to see when you're playing without Byron Jones and you're asking your number two corner to go out there and play cover zero consistently, mm-hmm. it's not going to end well. That's why T. Higgins had a blur um, late in the game against Miami. You're asking a typical, not even second string quarter. is washed, man. Uh, that, that was Jamar Chase. And I don't. someone said his light got in his eye. I don't know what that was. He was perfectly in place to make a play on a ball, and it just looked like he stopped. And I know you're going to be like, oh, he's slow. That's why. But he was running stride for stride, and all of a sudden just stopped. Yeah, T. Higgins isn't the fastest receiver. Yeah, it was Jamar that blurred him. I'm pretty sure, wasn't no, it? it was T. It was T. Yeah, yeah you're right. Um, but either way, fourth quarter, Nick Needham, who's usually in the slot, He's playing the number two corner. He's still in the slot. Now you got your number, technically your number four and your dime DB on the field asking for one-on-one matchups against T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. Tough. Hey, it's not a recipe for success. No. Um, I think I the Dolphins could win. I could see it happening, but I just think – Right now, the Jets, you're looking at this at a too literal point of view. With everything going on right now, the Tua injury, that's big. I mean, if Tua is healthy in this game, I'm, I want the Dolphins 100%. I don't care where they are. In New York, in MetLife, Zach Wilson, another game, his second game back. In that offense, getting healthy, getting his legs under him again. I think he will only improve. I just think right now, the Dolphins kind of coming off that last week. Like I said, why they would lose against the Bengals. There was just a lot going on on that short week coming off those two big wins. Dolphins, there's a lot going on with the two injury, people getting fired, stuff going on around the league. Was this handled correctly? Was it not? I just don't think the Jets at home, I think this team can win this game, and I think they do get it done. Sauce Gardner has been playing really good this year. That Jets secondary, it's not the best, but they've been solid. And with Teddy Bridgewater at the quarterback, I think they can make enough plays and do enough to – They, I don't think they'll limit Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. I think they'll still eat, but I think they can do enough to kind of, you know, contain them to where Zach Wilson and that Jets office can get going and put up more points because we've seen as the season going on, Brees Hall is looking better and better. He's been playing really well. Corey Davis has got involved last game. Garrett Wilson, hopefully he comes. I think he was banged up last week, but if not, I can't remember. Garrett Wilson is looking really, really good to start the season. Elijah Moore was Zach Wilson's favorite target last year. So there's some weapons in New York. I think the Dolphins just have a lot going on right now. The backup quarterback, the defense hasn't been playing the best at home. I think the Jets get it done. Moving on. The Bears in Minnesota against the Vikings. I'm going to pick the Vikings. Um, I think it's kind of clear-cut why I'm picking the Vikings. They're just better team overall. Looking at, we talked last week, does Justin Fields throw, what was it, 225 you said? Mm-hmm. You're not, 174 last week, season high on a 50% completion percentage, though. His second high is QBR with a 76.7. Um yeah, Fields is not looking good this year. I think I saw a stat saying I think he had the most off-target throws this year or something like that. He has he's, a 50% completion percentage. Yeah, he's the, that Bears offense is just a, 
It's abysmal. His best completion percentage was 63.6 in a game against the Packers where he threw for 70 yards. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's Kirk Cousins on primetime doesn't do that. No. So give me the Vikes. If the Bears win, it's going to be because either David Montgomery's healthy or Khalil Herbert goes out of his mind like he did two weeks ago. Yeah, the Vikings, I think, are they'll be a strong competitor in the NFC at home. Like you said, it's not prime time. So Kirk Cousins will be clicking. Justin Jefferson, is he in for another big game? Listen, I called it last week. I called it. You let, you let those two comments get I you. I called in. it last week. Hey, Justin Jefferson is in for another big game this week. He's back on track. He's got the momentum. Kirk is looking for him. I think the Vikings get it done. Yeah, moving on. Tennessee Titans in Washington against the Commanders. I got the Titans. Um, it started to look a little bit better than what they did at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Uh, were my pick to win the South. Still have a chance to do it. If they want to, they're going to have to take care of Washington, who hasn't really looked too good. You really haven't seen. Mm-mm. I think John Dotson had a nice – TD grab last week from Wentz. Yeah, he got banged up, though. Um, Scary Terry doesn't look like, you know, what everyone thinks he should be and what he actually should be. Mm-hmm. Offense really isn't going right now for Washington. No. Give me the Tennessee. Yeah. As much as I want to say Washington can, this, can win this game, I just don't think they get it done. Carson Wentz behind that. Commander's own line has just looked very, very bad this year. I think he is leading the league in sacks. He's been sacked the most times. He's they've been they've turned the ball over, kinda like you said, Jahan Dawson. He's banged up. Although I believe Brian Robinson got activated off of the um injury PUP list. So he should be playing. So hopefully that can add a spark into that run game, you know, kind of make things easier for Carson Wentz. Glad to see he made it back fully recovered after that crazy incident of what happened with him getting shot which is horrible that shit is terrible but he's back week five hopefully they'll get him integrated but i just think this the titans i think they're pretty even teams right now but i like the titans coach better they have Derek kimry who's probably the best player in this game i just think they they're able to run the ball convert when they need to convert ryan Tannehill. You know what he is. He won't make too many big mistakes. He'll do enough to keep the game close, and I think Derrick Henry does enough to win the game for them. And that that Washington offense isn't anything crazy to worry about. So I think the defense holds them in. I like the Titans on the road this week. Wentz does lead the league in sacks with 17. Yeah. Um, tied for Stafford and also Joe Burrow with 16. Mm-hmm. Kind of surprising. Justin Fields, he's got sacked 16 times this year. Um, it's not surprising. That, um, that whole team is just not. I don't and know. while we're at it, uh, two of Jacoby Brissett's, he's only been sacked five times. Two of the five have been in fourth quarter in game-winning drives. Um, <laughs> moving on, Seattle Seahawks in New Orleans against the Saints. I'm surprised you didn't pick the Saints here, man. Well, is Andy Dong going to be QB again? Probably. And I, I really, I try to change my pickums at work. They told me it was $50 to change them out. Hell no, I wasn't doing that. Um, <laughs> when Jameis was ruled out. I got the Seahawks. We talked about Geno looking good. I just, I'm buying into the Saints right now. The run game looked decent last week. 
DK and Gino are drawing it up. Pete Carroll's looking like it's 2016. <laughs> Give me the Seahawks. But meanwhile, the Saints, Kamara hasn't been getting used, got hurt. He's banged up. That team just doesn't look right. Yeah, uh, I'm rock. I think the Seahawks are the pick here as well. I mean, on that offense, really, if your name isn't Chris Olave, then you're not really bringing anything to the table. He's like the only bright spot in that offense right now. So, I mean, like you said, we seem to see how it's come off a really big competitive game last week. I kind of touched on it earlier. Geno Smith is playing, is a top 10 quarterback right now. And I do think the Saints defense is a little tougher. On the road, it'll be a, it'll be competitive. I think it'll be a good game. It'll be close. But kind of like you said, I think that run game finally getting going last week. Rashad Penny breaking two nice runs off. Hopefully they get Kenneth Walker a few more touches, get him involved. But I think that they keep that run game going in Seattle. It'll make it easier for Geno to step back, kind of hit those throws. Hopefully they get a few more one-on-one opportunities to get. They still have a really good, you know, those two outside receivers in DK and Tyler Lockett. Two really top-tier good receivers that are they'll be able to produce and. I think DK, Tyler Lockett both have two big plays in this game. Geno Smith continues to play as that top 10 quarterback, and they do enough to get it done in the NOLA. First off, uh, I just want to say DK getting carted off the field. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> even, Paul Pierce, man. even if we had to go to the bathroom, like, while, play, while playing sports, uh, like, you have to walk to the bathroom. Like, what did DK do before he was in NFL? Could just have a cart and just kind of drive him off. Uh, Listen, he didn't think he could make it, bro. If he, he couldn't make it walking, he had to sit down. You know, you're out there running. And you're like, I need a shit. It's just wild to me. But I guess when you're a freak athlete well, like I mean, him and eat like bags he, of chips, yeah, you heard his diet. What, he's, he's like candy and chips all the time. That should have fucked your stomach up. Yeah. Probably had actual food that day. That's probably why. <laughs> um, moving on, the Niners in Carolina against Baker Mayfield and the Panthers. Give me the Niners after the way they looked this week. I mean, Debo, Jeff Wilson, those guys look good. I mean, it's not like they're getting IUK involved. The defense. Or Kittle. Yeah, they were non-existent. But the offense was breaking away big plays. They got the ball in their playmakers' hands. That's how you win games in the NFL. Defense, they were uh, the Rams were able to march down the field a couple times, got close, got some stops, made them kick field goals. You make teams kick field goals, you're gonna win games. I like the Niners here. Yeah, the the Niners kind of like you said, they handled the um, Rams pretty handily, and they always do. I they they always beat the Rams. I think the Rams beat them. What last year in the playoffs was the first time they beat them in like what the last like two or three seasons. I think in the regular season, the 49ers just seem to handle the Rams, and I don't think the Panthers are as good of a team anywhere near the Rams. That defense, I think they'll get home to Baker. He's already, you know, making receivers unhappy in Carolina like he did in Cleveland. So they're not on the same page. Him and DJ Moore. Apparently, he made a comment about them not being open enough to throw to him or something like that. And then DJ Moore was like, open is open. Like, why are you asking me this question? Like, like what is there for me to say? So, I just think, like, kind of like you mentioned earlier, this 49ers team, if they keep playing like this, getting the ball into the hands of their playmakers quick, early, and often, they'll be pretty good. 
And I don't know why Kyle Shanahan just thinks George Kittle is a sixth O-lineman and they don't throw him the ball more. Or maybe it's just Jimmy G's limited arm talent-wise and can only hit Debo on screens behind the line of scrimmage. Either way, however they choose to play this game, I think it'll be enough to beat the Panthers. You hit him on a little in route for that touchdown or like crossing or whatever you want to call it. Um, I thought it was a screen. Nah, there was like one play over the middle. He hit him. I don't think it was for the touchdown, but I think it was for a good chunk. Um, Baker Mayfield, eighth on the sacks list with 11, by the way. Yeah, but he's just missing guys. Well, you know, it's, it's Baker his happy feet in the pocket. Yeah. Moving on. Your team has to lose one of these weeks. Eagles on the road in Arizona against the Cardinals. I'm going with the midget Kyler Murray. Cod's coming out in a couple of weeks. He's got to pull off one of these games before. Mainly, the only thing I like, I don't know if Darius Slay is going to be following Hollywood Brown in the slot. I don't think Yeah, we need to, regardless. All right. Well, I'm calling it. You call J-Jets big game. Hollywood keeps it going. Big game for him. All right. What? What? what, what over what? Call it. What is it? He's got he eight catches. Okay. 110 yards. Touchdown? One. Okay. We'll see. Eight. So, over eight, over 110. Oh, no. So, we'll say over seven. Okay. Over 100. Over half a touchdown. All right. It could happen. I don't think it will. And I think the Eagles. This is a game that worries me. Well, it's on the say, road too. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say worry. It's a game where if we lose, I could see it happening because, like you kind of said, it's on the road. The Cardinals, I don't think they're that good of an opponent. I think the Jaguars are a better team than the Cardinals. But in that game, you know, we had home field advantage and the weather played a part. This game will be in Arizona. Weather won't be a part because they got that dome out there in Arizona. So I think it'll be close, but. I just think right now our offense is just playing too good. We have the best O-line in the league. Jalen Hurts has all the time in the world he wants back there. That Carlos defense doesn't scare me at all. I think the only way this Cardinals team beats us is if they put up more points than us. D-Hop is still out. It's Kyler Murray relying on Hollywood Brown and Greg Dortch. Not really too worried about that. It's at home, so I can kind of see, you know, us having that one it's at home for the Cardinals so I can see the Eagles having that one game where they kind of have some miscues they kind of have some mess ups but I think the pass rush gets home in another big way this game makes Kyler Murray uncomfortable he makes a few bad decisions and I think the Eagles put up a lot of points in this game you said you had the over under for Hollywood Brown I'm gonna say the Eagles score over 30 this game and get a win I could see the over 30 happening, um, hopefully for my prediction's sake, not the latter. Uh, moving on, Dallas Cowboys in L.A. SoFi, not SoFi. I don't even know what the Rams stadium is called. Uh, I'm not even, I don't know. In L.A. against the Rams. It might, isn't, I thought they played in the same stadium. Nah. Um, I, got, I got the Cowboys. You just talked about that, that O-line. For the Rams, Micah yeah. Parsons, I think it's a, is he playing? He was, he was a little banged up, I, wasn't I he? I think he should be, yeah. Yeah, oh, it is SoFi. 
Um, I think he gets the job done against that team. Micah Parsons, good pass rush. Cooper Rush, undefeated, starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. I know Jack Jay, might play this week as well. Jay, Jerry Jones is sick to his stomach right now, knowing the fact that he paid Dak how many millions, and he got Cooper Rush coming off the bench and just getting it done and actually throwing the you know their star receiver CD Lamb. Yeah, CD's being. It's, it's amazing what they could do. Uh, I got the team you hate, which kind of surprised me why you picked them. I got the Cowboys. Yeah, well, for one, I'm a realist. And I think right now the Cowboys do have a good shot to beat them, even though it's in L.A. But like I kind of said, I'm lower on the Rams. I'm Like, outside of Cooper Cup, that offense just is not dynamic at all. It doesn't really worry me. And that defense, I mean, if it's – if you just triple team Aaron Donald or double team Aaron Donald and throw opposite of Jalen Ramsey, you can have your weight. So it's kind of easy to you know pick apart that defense. I think the Cowboys do just enough to get it done on the road. Now I'm not saying you know the Rams are gonna get shut out and you know they're just gonna have they're the worst team ever. No, I think Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford get back on track this week. Although Trayvon Diggs has been playing really good football lately. I think if Cooper Cup's on the outside, maybe even in the slot, Diggs will be kind of shadowing him for majority of the game. But it's Cooper Cup. He's going to get his regardless. I think the Rams have a bounce back week offensively. They've kind of get the run game going more. But that Cowboys defense, man, against that O-line, I just think Michael Parsons, if he plays, he gets home. He's looking like the like um kind of like what TJ Watt was doing last year. I think Michael Parsons is on that level where he is just like the epitome of an X factor and can, you know, just disrupt games on his own. So that Cowboys defense is looking decent. And offensively, like you said, Cooper Rush is getting the ball to their playmaker. CeeDee Lamb has been having a few. He's been having good games with Cooper Rush at quarterback. The run game is looking decent. Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott both seem to be getting it done on the ground. I just, I just think... As much as I don't like the Cowboys, I think they're the better team than the Rams right now, and I think they can go in L.A. and get the, get it done. Moving on, Cincinnati Bengals. Sunday night football in Baltimore against the Ravens. We talked about the Ravens pretty heavily in the Bengals lately, so I mean, not going to get too much in-depth, but I think Lamar Jackson is going to be a nice divisional win at home. Prime time against the Bengals. You talked about the, a lot of things going on with the Dolphins. Bengals were hyped last week. Uh, big win against Miami on Thursday night. I think Lamar Jackson comes back and he has to carry that team. And he, he's going to carry them to a victory on Sunday night football. I still think Bengals offense keeps it clicking. But I don't think that run game is going to be a factor at all for him. But obviously the passing offense, you mentioned how bad the Ravens are defensively passing yeah. offense. Uh, so I think it's going to be high scoring. Lamar Jackson gets it done. They're going to control the clock. Uh, something the Bengals did against the Dolphins. They controlled the clock on Thursday night. They had a mm. lot of time of possession. I think the Ravens do that this week. Yeah, I like the Bengals. I know it's on the road. We kind of saw what happened last year when the Bengals played them on the road. The Bengals destroyed the Ravens. I think it'll be different this year. 
the Bengals have a long week. They played on Thursday, so this game will be on Sunday night. So they'll have, you know, extra rest to get everybody back healthy, more time to game prep. And I really just think this game comes down to what do the Bengals do best? Throw the ball. What do the Ravens do the worst? Defend the throw or defend the pass. So listen, I'll call JJ's next week. I'm having another one this week, man. I got Jamar. Jamar's uh, gonna have a bounce back game. He's been kind of quiet this season. He's been underwhelming. He's had his games here and there. Jamar Chase gets back on track this week. Listen, I'm going over 11 receptions, over 120 yards, and over a touchdown. I think he goes. I think he gets an end zone twice this week. I think Jamar has a one of those you know vintage Jamar Chase games. Joe Burrow's gonna throw the balls. A bunch of times over the Ravens. Shit, T. Higgins, T. Higgins will eat too. Hayden Hurst is looking like a solid option for them in the tight end. You see what uh, Hayden Hurst said? Well, what he said? He was like, "Oh, it finally feels good to be in an offense that knows how to use me." He said for five years. He said not being used. He said it feels good. Something along those lines. Well, listen, he's coming from Baltimore. We know. Outside of, your name isn't Mark Andrews, and I think he was in the same draft as Mark Andrews, actually. I think they took two tight ends that year, and Hayden Hurst might have been the first one they took. I think Hayden Hurst was a top two-round tight end, was he not? Yeah, I think he was. And then, because Mark Andrews had those health concerns coming out of Oklahoma. But, regardless, from the Ravens, not that much of a heavy passing offense, and then he was, in the, he was with the Falcons last year, I'm pretty sure where Matt Ryan was on decline, and they didn't really have any weapons on that team, so he wouldn't really be able to, you know, kind of feast over the middle on the outside where those receivers can draw coverages away. So I just think the Joe Burrow has a great game. He throws all over the Ravens, who are the worst passing offense, and like I said, look out for that one of those vintage Jamar Chase performances. Well, Hayden Hurst was drafted in 2015, Andrews 2018, Hurst. 25th overall. Oh, so he they already had him. Was, yeah, okay, Mark yeah. Andrews drafted in the third round with the 86th pick. But he was older coming out of college, too, because I think he, he got drafted in MLB Hayden Harris. He was like, he was like 25 or 26. Coach JB drafted. said uh, Kyler Murray is going to be a journeyman in the, <laughs> in the MLB minors. In, four, in like five months. I yeah, that, that was, was hilarious. Um, but I think you just... I think next week we're whipping out a new segment, man. Uh, breakout player. Go ahead and pick one. I, th- I think that might be next segment. The yeah, way we're you trying feeling, to predict. You feeling confident on your picks, man. Listen, man. It got me It got me hyped at 9.15 like at night on a Tuesday. Moving Shout on. out money, man. Catch me a play like Jamar Chase. He's having a big game. <sighs> hey, man. You were right one time. Let's see if you can keep it going, bro. Last game, Monday Night Football, Vegas against Kansas City. Primetime, Andy Reid, he's not losing. Not against the Raiders. No. Talked about it. Pat Mahomes, they put up, what, 41 on the Bucks last week. They're clicking. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire looks like the weapon they wanted him. I mean, Travis Kelsey, he's going to get his. Patrick Mahomes does he even need a throw to a receiver. Juju's basically non-existent. Saw no. Sky Moore was in the game a few times. Whoever Patrick Mahomes throws the ball to, he catches it. Doesn't yeah, matter exactly. I mean, it, it really doesn't. He throw to uh, dummies out there. They'll catch the ball. It's the Chiefs. The Raiders. They might make it a little competitive. 
I think that the Chiefs start running away with this game, though. I, Pat Mahomes, as long as he doesn't turn the ball over, mm-hmm. this game's a lock. Yeah, uh, these two teams are heading in opposite directions for me. The Raiders, we thought they would start off good, and they're just they're although they got a you know uh, whatever win. Actually, no, I'm not gonna take credit away from the Raiders. They beat they beat the Broncos last week. They got a good win, their first one of the season. Unfortunately, right now to me, the Chiefs look like the best team in the AFC, so it's gonna be tough. The Raiders do play the Chiefs well. It's they're the divisional matchup, but like you said, man, prime time Monday night. Give me Mahomes and Andy Reid. I just think this offense is clicking right now. Defense is stepping up, making plays when they have to. I think the Chiefs take care of business at home. Yeah, that concludes episode six, week five of the NFL season here. I need to make a comeback on my picks and my predictions. You're six games better than me right now. Hopefully that doesn't stay too long. Got a couple different picks mixed in this week. It's a long season just through the first quarter. I mean, it's 17 games, so mm-hmm. that extra game throws off odd number. But at a quarter way through the season, looking solid so far, both above 500 on the picks. Yeah. Um, you already know what to do. Let us know. Eagles going for 5-0, and oh, man. <sighs> this guy, bro. Anyways, two glove Teddy at it this weekend. No, you Zach got, Wilson you got the got Jets, that dog man. In them, man. That's wild to me. Listen, tell them Dolphin players to hide their moms. <laughs> Zach Wilson has that dog in him. All right, yeah, all right. I heard he's going for Giselle. Actually, I would not I, be surprised. I saw a couple memes like that. Yeah, you saw the AB post. <laughs> all right, <laughs> let's, I, we were about to wrap up, but I got <laughs> AB, man. It just shows you that is wild. When it rains, it pours, man. His CTE is so real. The fact that he did that and then went on Twitter, I really thought that was a fake tweet no, where he, he said posted Antonio that. Brown is still exposing D. Someone signed me after he was on the Bob Menry podcast or the, the Full Sam podcast. Yeah, I was like, all right, I feel a little bad for AB. Vontez Burfick fucked his life up. No, Vontez Burfick single-handedly ruined Antonio Brown. But like, bro, what are you what are you doing? Like, it, he was like, oh, was so cool with it. Yeah, it was funny. Everyone that's up, put that shit on. Like, bro, you get, we got to put this to an man, end now. Clearly, we got to take that shit off. Clearly, these these are actions of a man that needs help. He, it's hilarious. It's great entertainment. It's funny. But at the end of the day, like, this shit is sad. Like, nah, you're right. What the like? What are you doing, AB? Like, come on, bro. I know like, a couple psychiatrists, neurologists that could help him. He, he needs it. I don't, I don't know which one he needs. Put but that shit on, man. He needs it. That concludes episode Listen, six. Greatest, greatest receiver of the 2010s, though. Julio Jones. Antonio Brown. Um, That concludes Go to Go podcast. Uh, episode six, week five of the NFL season, man. It's been a pleasure. Go to Go on Being YouTube. Up. Listen, NBA season right around the corner. MLB playoffs right yeah, around the corner. Go Guardians, man. We definitely going to Any we comments gonna, on your Dodgers before we go? Listen, we're just going to close out the season, man. Not much to say until we get into the postseason, dog. No doubt, no doubt. Postseason and starts we're soon. And we're getting ready for that uh, John Wall bounce back season, man. Clippers are going to 
at least the Western Conference Finals. But uh, we, we'll get into that later, man. We, yeah. We'll start incorporating the NBA later and shit. I got no comment on the Heat right now. <laughs> uh, anyways. Shout out that, Hero, man. Got the bag. That's the dummy bag. Um, UD's farewell season. Yeah, shout out UD, man. <laughs> nah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that, but it, it is what it is. UD, man, it's been yeah. a long time. He shout out, man. UD did a lot of good things. Obviously, not playing back end of his career is what it is. But go to go on YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, go to go pod on TikTok, drop a follow, yep. like, comment, subscribe, share if you're on, you're on Apple Music, Spotify, all that. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Y'all stay tuned next week. New episode coming.